Hi guys, this is Walter. And Tiki. And this is Real Ghost Stories. By real people. Surprise, we're actually back the second day when we said we would be. That's wicked. <laughs> Ain't it? Oh, before we start, I would like to say for any of our listeners that would like to would like for us to read a story, read their ghost stories on our pod, feel free, because I was reading something, I'm sorry. Feel free to Send me a message, send your story on my Facebook at Tiki Woodard, T-I-K-I-E-W-O-O-D-A-R-D. We will read it on the pod. And, and comment. And comment. You know we come in with our comments. That's you now. Okay, so today I wanted to do like stories on like voodoo experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and again, and I wanted to go back to like last night with Boo Hags because it, it caught me and I really like that story. Mm. And I wanted to find out more about them, like more about the legends and whatnot. Okay. So the first story is, um, it's the legend of the voodoo priestess from Louisiana. She like haunts a swamp down there or whatever. Mm. The Manchek wetlands, about a half hour northwest of <laughs> New Orleans, are thick with swamp things. Because it's so funny the fact that you keep saying it and now it's like pictured in my mind how you were saying it before with the blooper. I should have left. We should have left that. <laughs> is it Manchek? Oh, it's all swamp. You said, you know, it was seriously, it was like this. It was, is you it, were like, Manchek? Is it, is it Manchek? Manchek? <laughs> Is that it? Is that how you was? <laughs> and, you, it was and you were it was focused and your eyes were squinted. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. In the summer, the water is pea green, which already means my feet ain't in it. <laughs> Covered in tiny leaves and crawling with, in, with, with insects. And you know, now my feet ain't in it. That undoubtedly, it doesn't say that. It says that hide in the shadows of the ancient ghost gray cypress trees. The boaters who entered the swamps faced two main threats. Aside from sunstroke and dehydration, the alligators, who mostly lurk just out of view, and the broken logs that float through the muck, remnants of the day when the swamp was home to the now-abandoned logging town of Ruddock. But some say that anyone entering the swamp Pause. should beware. So this was a town yeah. that now turned into a swamp? This is where you get more into the legend, because it was once a town, but supposedly this priestess is the reason it's a swamp now. Mm, no, a town. Though. It was a town. Wow. But some say that anyone entering the swamp should beware a more supernatural threat. The curse of local voodoo queen, Julia Brown. Brown, sometimes also called Julia White or Julia Black, is described in local legend as a voodoo priestess who lived at the edge of the swamp and worked with residents of the town of Frenier. She was known for her charms and her curses, as well as for singing eerie songs with her guitar on her porch. One of the most memorable and disturbing went, one day I'm going to die and take the whole town with me. Back mm. when Brown was alive at the turn of the 20th century, the towns of Ruddock, Frenier, and Napton were, prospi- were prosperous. <laughs> I hate that fucking word. Were prosperous settlements clustered mm. on the edge of Lake so Pon- they was So they was rich towns. Yeah. Mm. Lake Poncherain, sustained by logging the centuries-old cypress trees, and farming cabbages in the thick black soil. The railroad was the town's lifeline, bringing groceries from New Orleans and hauling away the logs and cabbages as far as Chicago. They had no roads, no doctors, and no no electricity, 
but had managed to carve out cohesive and self-reliant communities. That all changed on September 29, 1915, when a massive hurricane swept in from the Caribbean. In Frenier, where Julia lived, the storm surge rose 13 feet and the winds howled at 125 miles an hour. Mm. Many of the townsfolk sought refuge in the railroad depot, which collapsed and killed 25 people. Another close to another close to 300 people in Louisiana died, with almost 60 in Frenier and Ruddock alone. When the storm cleared on October 1st, Frenier, Ruddock, and Napton had been entirely destroyed. Homes flattened, buildings demolished, and miles of railway, of railway tracks washed away. One of the few survivors later described how he clung to an upturned cypress tree and shut his ears against the screams of those drowning in the swamp. Mm. The hurricane seemed to come out of nowhere, but if you listen to the guides who take tourists into the Manchac Swamp, the storm was the result of the wrath of Julia Brown. Brown, they say, laid a curse on the town because she felt taken for granted. A curse that came true when the, sw when the storm swept through on the day of her funeral and killed everyone around. Mm. On certain tours, she said she was going to take okay, everybody that's, with her. That's that's that's, that's the magics. Mm. That's the, <laughs> so she basically said, "When I go, y'all all okay. going." <clears throat> on certain tours, the guides take people past a run. Because <laughs> this is this this story is killing me softly with his song already. Tours mm -hmm. after you just said. People had two things to worry about. Well, if we was down there on vacation, you know we would go on this tour. Mm -mm. Not, not when they me. said alligators. You could convince me. And I. And he said they you. were hiding. They, You don't know where them but alligators. they taking you on tours. And they said the tours take people past a rundown swamp. I don't want to go near it. I just don't want to go near Mark, it. Mark 1915. It's a prop. Mm. But a good place to tell people that Brown's ghost still haunts the swamp. As do the souls of those who perished in the hurricane. The legend of Julia Brown has become the area's most popular ghost story, spreading to paranormal shows and even Reddit, where some claim to have seen Brown cackling at the edge of the water. Mm. After I visited the swamp earlier this year and heard Julia Brown's story, I got curious about separating fact from fiction. Of course, that's where it ends. So I'm going to give me just give me a second. Mm. Say something. You gonna stand there and, Cause I'm just and on wait the, for the deep I'm call. just on the fact that I'm not going. So you can do all that all you want. We can go. I'm not going because if you can't go to Myrtles, then I can't go there. You don't even sound right. I, I'm not going. I don't. I, I really don't want to go. You actually do want to go to Myrtles because every time we talk about Myrtles, then you talk but about. But not where you think that. I, I said I want to be in one of the houses. See, where do we differ? You want to be in the slave quarters. I do. I feel comfortable there. <laughs> you ain't never been no slave. I haven't, but I, my people I, have. And I don't <clears throat> want to be in the house surrounded by the oppressor. Don't you understand how you got me? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm, I see what you're saying. I'm no dis, no shade. But I, I don't want to be outside at night. Like, I feel more comfortable where it's electricity. <laughs> it's you know, electricity in the bungalow. That's, they put that in there. This is you. You you're off. No, ways. first of all, I'm not even talking about the slave quarters because them is like seven houses. Those are seven houses, like row houses. They little look like little shacks. I don't want that. I'm talking about that bungalow, the one that fits eight people, the one that you get for when your family is coming. That's the only one they run out for, like I guess families. Okay. 
Cause that's the one with the day shade. Remember they said it's yeah. like the the porch, the wraparound, and then it's like it's like probably a few distance from the house. Okay. I mean, it's the whole thing is beautiful to me. Has if any of our listeners have ever been to Myrtle Myrtle's Plantation and have any experiences, please feel free to share it on my Facebook page. Hit me on Messenger. Cause I do want to know. Okay, this says. Born in 1845, Julia Brown was a voodoo priestess who lived and worked in New Orleans in the 1860s before picking up and moving to the village of Frenier. In the midst of, it's in the midst of the Manchek Swamp. Mm. The village had no doctors, and rather than traveling the great distance to New Orleans to find a doctor, the locals sought after Julia to be their local healer. <clears throat> Julia was glad to be their healer and midwife, even seeking new knowledge and materials to help her care for the people. She would travel the village performing rituals to help with childbirth, to fight infections and cure illnesses. The afflicted always recovered quickly and the locals knew that whatever magic or power Julia was harnessing not only worked, but was a powerful force. Mm. As with most things that are readily available, the people began to take Julia for granted. It wasn't that they didn't respect her. In fact, they loved her. It was just that she was always there for them. They began demanding or expecting her help without ever asking. They began to assume Julia would always be there and take care of them, which she was, that is, until she felt she wasn't getting the respect she deserved. Julia began to scare the locals, predicting when something bad was about to happen to them. The townspeople were terrified, not knowing whether she was foretelling future events or placing a curse. Regardless of what it was, Julia always knew when something bad was coming to Frenier. It was on September 28, 1915, that Julia made her final and most terrifying prediction to date. She began singing, One day I'm going to die and I'm going to take all of you with me. Over and over. That'll be the day I move out of the town. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> you keep me in the town with you. The fuck I would she would have had my... one time to come strolling past my porch, and she you know how you know how cartoons when they be like pew, and I'm dead serious. I'm packing no up because there's no way this woman know all of these things. All these things have happened. Things that I've witnessed. Things that I've seen. And so I know she got the magics. So when she come past singing, I'm gonna die and take all of y'all with me. I'm packing up my family. And I'm moving. Not to the next town over. I'm moving out of this state. Not me. I'm going to dance right on over. Not me, right? Because <laughs> we was always school. In fact, you were trying to help on. You was working with me. We was, you was teaching me the magics. Mm-mm. So, I'm good. <laughs> okay. Julia was my best friend. I what did she say you to? What? <laughs> and that's just how I would have said it. And then, and then the crazy part is, what it, I'm pretty sure a lot of people did move out that town. But what if something weird it, happened to them once they moved? It looked like they didn't. Okay. <laughs> there is an oral history account from a longtime area resident. So clearly they didn't. Mm. Helen, sh- um, stop. She says, Aunt Julia Brown. That's her aunt? No, but I guess that's what they called her. Mm. Always sat on her front porch and played her guitar and sang songs that she would make up. The words to one of her songs she sang said that one day she would die and everything would die with her. Mm. And then she died. Knowing every other prediction Julia made had come true, the townspeople were desperate. They gathered at her funeral, hoping that the show of attention and respect would put her soul to rest. No, she did. Now she don't want to be sorry <laughs> to that pity. That's pity. While you still alive. Yeah. Unfortunately, however, their plan did not work. As the nails were being were being hammered into her coffin, 
A sudden and unusually devastating hurricane ripped through the village. Mm. The following passage was taken from the New Orleans Times, October 2nd, 1915. Many pranks were played by wind and tide. Negroes had gathered for miles around to attend the funeral of Aunt Julia Brown, an old negress who was well known in that section and was a big property owner. A negress. Can you just come on? <laughs> like, the fuck's a negress, though, bro? Like, I, nah. <laughs> the funeral was scheduled, and Aunt Julia Brown had been placed in her casket, and the casket, in turn, had been placed in the customary wooden box and <laughs> Why are you holding your eyes open At like that? At four o'clock, however, <laughs> the storm had become so violent that the Negroes pause, left the house in a pause, pause, pause. abandoning the car. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I am so sorry. Like, it was so funny. I couldn't hold it no more. Why were you holding your eyes open like that? Like, like why do you read things like that if it make you upset? I'm a millennial, and that triggered me, which means there should have been a trigger warning present before I began reading this. I didn't expect him to start throwing around words like negress. Oh, come on. That's... <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. Are you she was placed in the casket Stop and the casket in like turn that. had been placed in the customary wooden box and sealed. At four o'clock, however, the storm had become so violent that the Negroes left the house in a stampede, abandoning the corpse. The corpse was found Thursday and so was the wooden box, but the casket never has been found. Did she get up and leave? Where the body? Because it says Aunt Julia Brown had been placed in her casket in the casket. Nailed shut, right? Okay. Had been placed. No. She had been placed in her casket and the casket in turn had been placed in the customary wooden box and sealed. Oh. At four o'clock. Yeah, so the nails wasn't there. At four o'clock, however, the storm had become so violent that the Negroes left the house in a stampede. So everybody left. And they left her body in the house. Uh, wouldn't you? I, I, I would have. Like the corpse was found Thursday. Oh, the corpse was found Thursday. Oh. And so was the wooden box, but the casket never has been found. That probably got washed away. You saying it like the corpse wasn't found. No, but I'm saying the corpse was in the casket. How far could okay. it, how far could and the corpse was put in the wooden box. So how far could that casket be away from the body or the wooden box? My Why baby, was that never my found? It was never in the box. She is the box, the corpse. <laughs> like, you don't get it? I don't have to, like... She said, I am the cast. Okay, she, <laughs> she, she made the curse. I would have, I'd have left. Because I would have said it. Y'all all hear what she's saying. Y'all know how she is. Ain't no point in gathering. But it seems to me this town was full of all black people. And that's really suspicious of us to stick around after somebody then said some crazy shit. Because <laughs> I, I would assume, because it says it was all Negroes, and I would assume they would have left. I mean, we not always the best. I mean, but y'all, but no, that's the thing. Maybe because we skeptical until you have shown and proven time and time again your <laughs> wizardry. Mm -hmm. Now we know we whisper in secret. That's when we start saying things that we don't normally say, like weird and and weirdo. <laughs> okay, you know we don't normally throw those words around, but when we get scared of something, mm -hmm. that motherfucker weird. Yeah, she a weirdo all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't I don't see how that but that's neither here nor there so many lives were lost the locals still claim to find skeleton surface only to drift down the swamp 
They also speak of Julia as a beloved local healer, choosing to believe she wouldn't have acted with malicious intent, suggesting that Julia's song of doom was more of a warning than a curse. Some even believe she tried to perform an anti-storm ritual and that had failed, or she ran out of time. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. I feel like y'all... You don't know that. I feel like they... She may have been singing it. <clears throat> that didn't sound like any type of anti-storm. <laughs> that sounded like you were saying, you might think y'all slick, <laughs> but pretty soon death will take me and then it will come for you. So I won't be alone. <laughs> it, you didn't say, you know, I think you all should pack up. Because in a few days' time, I'll be gone. And the waters is going to come through and take everything away. Yeah, maybe. That's you... that's not having malicious intent. To to know that the storm was coming and sit back rocking on your, your rocking chair, playing your guitar like everything was a joke. <laughs> it was, because she wasn't going to go through it. She that, was going to be a... going. She said, not me. It ain't gonna, the storm ain't going to take but me see, away. That's what, I, that's, that's, that's what I don't like. That's, that's a false prophet. Because <laughs> you're going to come in here... <laughs> Treating these people with all the love in the land. And at the time, we need you the most. No, they was keep saying that. Didn't you hear them saying it? Now they demanded every time was the most for her. But this she was set up. was really She was set up about it. Okay? And you knew you was going to go. Most people want to do something good before they leave. <laughs> well... That was she petty. said no. She said she been was doing good, and they took advantage of her of her kind. They took her kindness for weakness. <sighs> One of the lucky survivors recounted like his experience from New Orleans, having left Mancheck Swamp during the storm. The water was washing in the front door. Yeah, since you see that? we thought we were gone, all the camps down there gone on the big lake that had big timber, big cypress timber. It was just like a break bore went along there. I will bet that storm. Blow every bit 120 or 30 miles an hour. You could hear it come across the South Pass when it hit our place. Just I like wonder how much, turn. how, I'm sorry, but I wonder how, how much the wind was blowing as fast when we were walking in that. We were walking in Okay, because we walked in Hurricane Sandy. Like a dumb, two dummies. Okay. Two you know, the motherfuckers dummies. drove by us and took a picture. <laughs> I know they posted it somewhere. somewhere Look at these two idiots walking in a. Uh, they probably thought we was fiends. Because we a drug addict. <laughs> we wasn't. Okay. What was we doing? <laughs> what were we doing? Going to um, McDonald's. I hadn't closed yet, and we was going right down the street to McDonald's. It was only right down the street. And then I was going to get some cigarettes. Okay. And then I back needed home. my cigarettes. But remember, <laughs> when we was coming back around the tree. See, we getting off the topic. That's how. Despite sorry, efforts by developers you. to rebuild the area, the only thing that remains on the island where Julia Brown once called home is a mass grave where the dead were buried. Mm. As a result, the island is believed to be highly active with paranormal. If you listen carefully, you may even hear the sound of a ghostly voice singing Julia's infamous song. Mm -hmm. Singing her song, I'm Gonna Die. And, and take you all, all with me. That's a that's what I heard. Even though if we reread it again, that's not what he said. She said it don't matter. Ain't that how it's, rumors that's start? How, yeah. <laughs> that's how rumors start. I heard you say you want to die and take us all with <laughs> that's you. That's all I heard. That's all I know. I don't give a fuck. And I would have said it. What Julia say? <laughs> she said all of us. Like, hey, I'm not even playing Julia. I don't care about no magics, none of that. Because hey, I've been going to church every Sunday. And when you were saying it, I really didn't want to be rude, but I didn't believe in it in the first place. Don't put. I don't accept that in my life. 
and I bind you and cast you into the pit of hell. Don't don't wish death on people like that. I got family. We gotta live here. You die. Well, that's now your nobody own don't live there. Business. Come on. Nobody really don't live there. You had one? Did you have a story? Because I'm not gonna keep. Just oh, reading. I, I was waiting for you to get done. I no, was done. That was it. So these folklore. That's the legend of her. Oh, I'm not done. My apology. Right. Now, yesterday we was talking about the boo hag. Mm. That comes from the Gullah people. So, you know, like back in the day, down like the Carolinas and Charleston and all that, mm -hmm. they, brought, they was bringing in slaves from West Africa. So the Gullah people are like the descendants of those slaves. Oh. And instead of like you know, break it apart. It's all of these different cultures mm -hmm. and they just formed one huge culture. You remember, I think the Gullah people were on... Geechees, right? That's their language. Geechees. Yeah. I think they were on... Um, what is that? I've seen death. What is it called? Underground? Mm -hmm. Remember when her mom was sent to that island? I think that's where she was. They pretty. Yeah. So that that's where the But the sound had. the way it sounds like that's an ugly thing, but it's not. They're actually pretty people. That's where the boo hags there are people, sister. <laughs> so of course they pretty. What you trying to do? I don't know. Go ahead. Brown skinned girls. Oh boy. The boo hags. That's where it comes from, from their culture. Mm. So this says, Have you ever awakened in the morning absolutely exhausted? Despite a full night's sleep. Yes. Think about it for a minute. We'll come back to that. You don't have to. I, yes. <clears throat> Plenty of nights. Let's days. take a deeper, let's take a little detour moment and talk about the historic Charleston city. Grocery vendors and butchers first occupied the original sheds of the market, built between 1804 and 1830. Those same sheds have withstood the years of wars and natural disasters and today, you can find all kinds of goodies. Food, jewelry, clothing, leather items, wood carvings, and much, much more. Some of the coolest things you'll see at the markets are the women, are, are the woven sweet grass baskets. Or the women, huh? Don't do that. Uh, that's what I thought it said, because it was woven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Are the woven sweet grass baskets. Gullah women and some men can be seen weaving their beautiful sweet bass, sweet grass baskets or selling Gullah souvenirs and spices. If you're not familiar with the Gullah culture, let me catch you up. The Gullah culture is an offshoot of the West African slave trade. It's important to recognize the slaves of other origins, American Indians, Asians. They did exist in those days, but by the mid-1700s, Africans were the majority by far. They were highly desired and with good reason. In addition to being skilled carpenters and masons, Africans knew how to farm. And in particular, they knew how to cultivate rice, an important part of Charleston's agricultural yes, commerce. that's why they said that Uncle Diddle was a Geechee. Because <laughs> all, like, for real, like, you get, like, because my uncle was one where, um, with anything, it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it has to have rice in it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and like sometimes my mom would do that, like make me rice for breakfast, and it would be and it would be good rice with like butter and everything. But every time I would it's eat, regular rice. She ain't put no sugar in it. No regular rice with salt and pepper. And no, butter. she wouldn't. Have, she knew who to pour that without no, knock that, that plate. It, no, it would be what I want because at that at that point 
I had got so used to it. That's the problem. So that's then it would be all I wanted. That's why I like rice right now to I'm this an day. American. Because when I would be over I can't uh, eat that Uncle Tiddler's house, we would have we would have rice for lunch. It would be different what rice. What they was doing to you? Rice, just rice, 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 rice and chicken. You was poor? Rice and steak. Rice and... It was never another thing like maybe... Mashed potatoes. It, be, it could be rice, collard greens, such and such. Rice, such and such, such... It would never be Yo. no other starch but no. rice. That's wrong. That's wrong. I don't want all that. All mm-hmm. those grains. And you just keep giving it to me and giving it to me and giving it to me and giving it to me. The next. That's she, why I love rice to this day. She couldn't do that to me. That's why I don't do it. I can't eat that back to back. <laughs> and I'm damn sure not eating it for breakfast. I did. I used to eat it for breakfast. Like, I feel like that type of stuff help, happens in, like, third world countries <laughs> where you don't have nothing else available. Mm. I, like like, I don't want that for breakfast like when it. all you have to do is take flour, eggs, sugar, and baking soda and you have pancakes. <laughs> okay, no, I won't do it. <laughs> that's just pure laziness. All you got that's just you you don't want to cook and all you feel like doing is throwing on a pot no, of water and putting be, some it rice. Be, in. It would be with rice, it would be with um eggs, sausage. Who the hell mixes rice with eggs and sausage? Chinese people. I don't even think they do that. Yeah, that yeah. And I think that was racist. They probably, they probably don't even do that. Rice. Africans with various backgrounds were imprisoned together in large numbers and they formed a cohesive culture. The Gala culture. Okay, so you see, it was all different types of Africans. From the West, Af- from the coast of West Africa. Uh-huh. They came from all different types of cultures, but they formed one. Mm. How was they allowed to do that? I'm pretty sure they don't give up what you doing when you off work. And yeah. if you look at these people, they are all not in the house. Hmm? Mm. So they didn't probably was bothered. Y'all want chit and chat, chit and chat, as long as the work get done. (laughs) Today, they are the descendants of African slaves brought to the Carolinas in the late 1500s. Oh, so they're the the descendants. Mm -hmm. Almost half a million Gaulas live on the eastern coast, from Florida to North Carolina. Lots of Gaulas live in in the low country region of South Carolina, and in particular, the Sea Islands. The fact that Gaula culture has preserved... For hundreds of years, despite slavery, war, and natural disaster, is a testimony to their resilience and fortitude. They are incredibly interesting people. Okay? Mm-hmm. One of the beliefs that Galas hold is that people have both a soul and a spirit. They believe that souls leave the human bodies upon death, and if it is a good soul, it will descend to heaven. Uh-huh. The spirit of a person has a different function. A good spirit stays behind to watch over the deceased's over the, over the deceased family, guiding and protecting them. A bad spirit, on the other hand, will become a boo-hag. The boo-hag uses witchcraft to manipulate people and steal energy from the living while they sleep. Gullahs sometimes bid each other good night, saying, don't let the boo-hag ride you. Boo-hags, see, this is how, and I believe this is how oral traditions come around. This is how you get the hag riding your back. Because. I don't never be tired when the hag ride my back. I mean, when the witch ride my back, I always just be, like, my and my energy does be drained, though. Well, that, I, I can't speak from that because I'm a lucid dreamer, so that's that, all you're doing is sleeping. 
and I'm sorry, and I don't want, I don't want to, um, what you say, don't, um. I don't like when people discredit yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> don't discredit you. I don't want to do that. I don't like when people do but that. But that's what's happening. It's not always happening. I don't care what nobody Nine says. times out of I've ten. had some very scary experiences with the witch riding my back, not in knowing that I was fully awake at that time. Because I remember I had a, the witch ride my back one time in Rosegate. I was asleep, and it was the middle of the day. And I had fell asleep watching um, something boring because I was trying to go to sleep. Stuff that I, it was, I think it was either the story, something I don't normally watch that just right. would make me sleepy. Yeah. So I was laying there because I was waiting for um, y'all to get off from school. Okay. But... It was still earlier, so it was like probably like around twelve thirty, maybe one o'clock. So I said I can go to sleep, and by the time three come around, where they get get off, mm-hmm. I'd be up by then because my mama be home. So I went to sleep, and I was laying there for a little bit, and then I noticed that it's it was starting because you know I always know when it's getting ready to start. Right. So I'm like. So I remember turning because I I was like before it even started, I'm going to stop it before it even started. Right. So I remember turning, and this time I'm actually on my side, and I feel like hands. Like I now it's not even feeling like a vibration. It feel like you know how hands yeah. feel like when you sliding up your leg, mm-hmm. and I'm just now I'm thinking now I'm just sleepy, cause I remember my eyes shut. You know when you in that sleepy mode where you in and out, where you can just know that you, you at any moment you great crash. Yeah. So I'm thinking I'm tripping. Like, you know how I always am anyway. Right. So, I remember going to sleep, and I remember waking up, and my eyes are open, and I'm looking around the room, and it's the same, and I just can't move. And for some reason, the room got dark. It got real dark. And I remember laying there, and I can feel tears running out my eyes. So I can feel them, like, coming out my eyes and rolling down my cheeks. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize I was crying. I couldn't move. I couldn't do anything. But I could feel like my tears come in because I couldn't move and it was just, it was scary. My eyes couldn't even shut. Like it was almost blocking me from doing anything like as far as even trying to hide the fact that this is happening. You know how you could just shut your eyes and you could just, maybe you'll think that when you open it, it's gone. Yeah. I couldn't even shut my eyes. I couldn't even do that. So I had to actually look at the room just get darker and darker and darker to it. It was like almost nighttime in there. Mm. And I'm like, I must be dreaming. In my head, I'm still saying, I got to be dreaming. Right. So I'm just laying there, I'm looking, and I, I see something that looks like bats or something because it looks like it's flying around the room like black bats. Like, I, you just, it just looks like bats. Just by the way a bat is shaped yeah. when it's flying. So that's what I'm just looking at these things. But they weren't big like bats. They were little, like maybe like this size. Okay. Like the size of a smaller bird, like a little hummingbird. Okay. So I'm just looking at it, looking at it like, oh, my God, what in the world? I'm tripping. Like, I'm really talking to myself because I'm like, what is going on? And I just remember now I'm hearing shit, like whispering in my ear. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, it's like... I could hear voices, but they were all talking at once. So I'm just like trying to, trying to, I'm scared because I'm trying to tone it out and look at these bats because I can't shut my eyes. And I just, and I think the reason why it was tearing because you know how you, you, your eyes, you can, when you're playing a game, when you're keeping your eyes open, 
and your eyes just start watering. Yeah. Like if you stare too long. Out of screen. Yeah, and the fact that I couldn't shut my eyes. I, I don't think I was crying. I think it was because I couldn't shut my eyes. Right. So. First off, you could play a drinking game by how many times I say right in an episode. <laughs> okay. Yo. This hat, this went on for about 10 minutes. It, it may have been shorter, but to me, it felt like 10 minutes. And finally, it was like a jolt. Like, not even like me sitting up. It was like a jolt. Like, somebody pushed me up. So, I remember sitting up. Man, when I sat up and got my 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 surroundings, I jumped. Mm-mm. I I jumped up out that bed, out that room, ran downstairs and stayed on stayed on the porch till my mom came at one, and then I went in her room and fell back to sleep until y'all came. It was like that was the weirdest, like the scariest because I couldn't do anything. So I knew the difference between lucidating and a witch riding my back. I don't ever discredit me. Never rode my back. Okay, well, don't say that. It, that's not always the case for other people. She won't ever get me. I don't play those types of... Not to say I haven't had experiences where you in paralysis, because we already talked about that. As a whole. Meaning us and the listeners, if you recall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I had another sleep paralysis. Well, I don't like calling it sleep paralysis, because I don't... Oh, I... no, you're not. Like, we let you detour. Oh, well, I thought you was done. Boo hags oh, are like little vampires in that they are undead beings that feed off of living humans. They are skinless and bright red in color with bulging blue veins. To survive in the world of the living, they'll steal a living person's skin and wear it like clothes so they can move amongst the living without suspicion. Mm. I don't know how many boo hags <clears throat> we've ran into, actually. <laughs> At night, though, they shed the skin and go looking for a victim to ride. Boo hags are crafty. They can get into your house through very small openings. Pause. What if boo hags weren't boo hags like that in a sense anymore? Now they're still in people's livers and kidneys. And what if, you know, the times when people have found bodies in hotels and stuff and they really can't explain why their liver and their everything is missing? What if all along in that legend that happened? That'd be crazy, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like the boy. I mean, I'm not to no, not, not to be let's smart. Not, let's not. You know what I'm about to say. I do, and I'm saying let's not. Oh, that's rude. It is. I'm oh, sorry. Sometimes I have to tell you because you'd be inappropriate, <laughs> and that would have been holy. So we got to do the whole episode over. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Never mind. Once inside, they'll sit on a sleeping victim's chest and steal their breath, or more specifically, why would my door just open like that? Oh my god. Huh? I could have died. Because you straight interrupted my pod. Or more specifically, <clears throat> their their energy. A boohag will ride its victim all night long then sneak away before dawn to return to its skin. Ooh, if it can't get yeah. back to its skin before the sun comes up, it will be destroyed. <laughs> Why would you laugh at it being destroyed? No, because Spencer just going to come down. Ooh, is this a scary podcast? <laughs> there, are some, there are some warning signs to let you know that a boo hag is close. First, the air will become very hot and damp. Second, the air will smell like something is rotting. But if you've woken up exhausted after a full night's rest, 
you probably already have been visited by a boo hag. Mm. That never happened to you? No. You have so woke up I tired. do, but that's because but that's because my brain takes a while to wake up. Like I have to inhale a couple times through my nose to get the oxygen going right <laughs> to my brain because I'm such a deep sleeper. Mm. Nothing has ever rode me during the night. <laughs> okay, I don't I don't play that type of stuff. You late. You done missed the whole episode of the boo. Boo hags <laughs> are not without weaknesses though. First, they, like other evil spirits in the Gullah culture, are repelled by indigo blue. Remember I told you that? No. Remember I was telling you that's why a lot of houses down south on the inside oh, are painted that color? Oh, they be colored blue. Mm-hmm. If you go outside and paint the tops of your window frames indigo blue. Oh, we blue, already learned the trick from right, the lady. Right, last night. Uh-huh. Frame, and paint the tops of your window frames indigo blue. Boo hags won't be able to get through those windows. Salt, too. Is a good boo hag repellent. A salted hag can't get back into its skin. Mm. But it's difficult to salt a hag, especially since you can't just run around pouring salt on people who de- who you deem suspicious. <laughs> the easiest <laughs> way to avoid a visit from a boo hag is to keep a straw broom or brush with many bristles close by. You notice how B did a lot of these things. What? She had them, them straw brooms that wasn't for sweeping. What it was for? I don't remember. You remember the one she had kept? She kept it downstairs in the um, in the in the where the washing machine was. That was for sweeping the kitchen floor. No, the other one that used to sit up on the wall, that was pinned to the wall. It had the nail going through it, like it had a hole. Oh, yeah. Hold up. So no, because she used to keep it. No, that was the mop. Mm -hmm. Remember, remember the mop would go on it. I'm not talking about that. What you talking about? I'm not talking about as I got older. I'm talking about when I was little. I remember being like six and seven. And it used to sit right when you come into the laundry room. Right on the wall, it had, it was a little one. A little broom. The one that she used to sweep the car with, her car out with, was over there on the, um, on the, on one of the racks. Mm-hmm. That one was nailed it had a, a little hole at the handle of it, and the nail went right through it, and it was pinned completely to it. You could barely move it. You could only move it from side to side. I do remember it was it was a handheld one. Yeah, but it didn't come off that I wall. I do remember the that. The nail was driven all the way in, so you couldn't pull it off the wall. Ooh, she's slick all along. Telling me stuff didn't exist, but you believed in more stuff than I knew. Yes. Yeah. I know. We always do it around the witching hour. I know, cause we get lazy, dealing with lazy people. You didn't miss that whole. (laughs) Okay. Boo hags are apparently curious and compulsive creatures. They can't seem to pass a straw broom without counting every last strand. What? By the time they finish counting, they typically don't have enough time to get back to their skin before the sun comes up. Is that a ghost? It's it's like a little vampire without skin. <laughs> Sabs and strainers will also work. Oh, sieves and strainers will also work because they need to count all the holes. Mm. That's that's OCD. That's a fixation. Yeah, that's <laughs> compulsive control. You you need some type of help. So that's how you get rid of them. Yeah, that's I, torture. I'm not great. Mom, I would want to buy that. <laughs> to have me counting straws. My mom did long. have that. I do remember that hanging on the wall. And she had a cauldron. I swear that's what and it was. And she had holy water. How you having all of the. My, my mom. 
I know what a cauldron looked like. That was how, a fucking cauldron. You, I don't care about no. Oh, the, I asked her. It was a punch bowl. I know what a punch bowl looked like, sister, and so do you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I said. A cauldron, a cauldron is um, made of cast iron. And it was, ca- it was, it was, it was like it was one of those fancy ones. It wasn't even made of the cast iron. It was like a silver. It looked it. It was nice. It it was like it it was expensive and, and plus, she paid a grip for her cauldron okay. and it had the three the three uh clawed hands at the bottom of it to hold it up. So for everything that I say, she had what was it meaning for? So the broom that was for the ba- the boo head. The boo head. The dream catcher. That was, you know, that was also a nod to her own culture, but also I believe because she didn't want she she felt she told me it kept it kept bad dreams away. The the the, the horseshoe. You, that's to keep a spirit from entering. The holy uh, water. Dream catchers were supposed to. Uh... Yeah. The holy water. The holy water was to combat these things. Like so, when I said, Mama so, heard something so, about Roman, she came so in and started nothing, sprinkling the holy water. So nothing never happened to my mom, so she claimed. What is you doing? What do you have this? all these things for? Who oh, is you? That's what y'all learned this stuff from, Miss B. Mm-hmm. No, I just want to know why she had all those things. Because she told believe. me it didn't exist. She told me she don't believe in that type of stuff. But yeah, still you got all the Native American things that you can have to keep spirits away. All the folklore stories, even down to the holy water. You come in the room throwing holy water around like a priest, but you got it. But you don't believe in nothing. For what? That's something I didn't get. People say, oh, this don't exist. I'd be like, so why would you make those uh, dream catcher things and call them toys? That's what they did. I'm talking about like the, the real Indians, like the you know how we get our hair braided, right? Right. And that's a that's an old school trait from the Indians. The same thing with tattoos. Why they had uh, that they the ones who started permanent tattoos, like well, mix the oil, they got to the, skin because you know when they went into the water, it didn't the the, the red and all of the markings didn't come off of their skin. Because they went in the water all the time to fish, but they 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 markings never came off. That was a tattoo. You know what I'm saying? So most of the stuff that they made, like the dream catchers, that that turned into a trait. Same thing like braids, tattoos, all of the stuff that the Indians did. Why would they make a dream catcher to look exactly like like? You know when you sew something, you make it for clothing. Or you make it for, as a hat, something like for winter, something to keep you warm. Or, you know what I mean? Right. You're making it for something. So why would you make a dream catcher so thin, you know, look like a spider web, <laughs> exactly like that, unless you believe in what the fuck it's, it's called, a dream catcher. You know yeah, like a spider web. Exactly. You gotta, catching you them dreams. You gotta believe type it. Of dreams to where you really want to keep them away from everybody. Yep, because she gave me one. Yeah. I had one. I, I had one. I had a dream catcher. She gave small. me one when I first moved to Riverside. Mm. Yeah, I had one when I was a small kid, and it was also a dream catcher. My, I still had bad dreams. I still so, had bad dreams. So, no shade to dream catchers, but I still had some bad dreams. Mm-hmm. Nightmares is a powerful thing, yeah. and that yeah. wasn't cutting it for me. Yeah. And, no, and, no, but, no, but I noticed, I, I don't even remember when, that, when I lost my dream catcher or didn't have it. Mm. So, it might have been somebody took it from you yeah. or it was out of your possession when you had your dream. I remember when I lost mine, I broke it because I, I'm that type of person that fixate on stuff and I couldn't stop touching it. Man. Running my fingers along the uh the webs Let until they started you. to they was bended. Yeah. 
And then she, she gave me a little blue one, and the feathers fell off, and then I started flying mine around like for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, that's probably why my dreams always was all over the place. Because the dream catcher was all over the place. But really quickly, let's dance back to the Gala tradition. These things are called haints. Haints are restless ghosts. They're said to be spirits who have not left this world and haunt a certain place, usually performing harmless tasks. However, some of them are more sinister. One of the unique things about haints and spirits in Galalore is that they can be stopped by the color blue. So you're likely to see houses that have doors, windows, eaves, or porch ceilings painted now blue. Now you want to make me be sitting there looking at people's houses yeah. who's, look, who's blue. Because I think I've seen a lot of houses in hey. Rosegate. Older people in our... What color is Mr. Pettyjohn house? Blue. Uh. So if it's blue, they don't like blue? Mm-mm. They can be stopped, but that's just the ghost in their culture. I'm not a... I, I mean, though we are African-American, we're not Gullah. It don't matter. So I don't, know, some people I don't know how much that would do for traits. us. People believe in them traits. I don't got to worry about them then. I just got a tattoo that got a blue eye on it. That's what my pyramid got. It got a blue eye on it. A little color. It's killing them. But how much is this? I, I, the more it's you know. Like, ah, oh shit! They got a fucking pyramid with an eye and it's blue. Oh, I'm out. <laughs> they ain't fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> that shit right on my body. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck that. That's weird. I don't know. I, I wonder if somebody would get a dream catcher as a tattoo. That's hot. Yeah. That would be hot. A dream catcher tattoo. Y'all make me think of some spiritual tattoos. To I'm be like, a, I'm one, two, have the right amount of knots that it's supposed to have and everything. Like, how many knots? Oh, shit. Well, you're doing all that. I would just get my Lord and Savior. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get that. That's just like a regular cross or angel wings. But that's one thing I never... I, I don't think, like... You ever watch the movies where, where uh, no, you ever watch... What is it? I know you watched it, uh, um, Walter... Dracula 2000. When I the saw it. was like, he was like, oh, you, you, he was like, he was like, oh, he, he threw the cross up. It was like, uh, back up. The boy was like, ah, psych. He was like, motherfucker, I'm atheist, nigga. It's the 2000s, nigga. I don't forget. He said, you gonna throw up a cross like I believe in that shit. That was ridiculous. Like, that's what I'm saying. You got atheists and then you got a, a vampire and it's, if they cultures don't mix or they don't believe in something, it's kind of hard. Because remember, that, that cross is a belief. So if the person don't believe in that, how can you know what I mean? Your belief is that's right. Your so you say that it's like uh, if you you say that it's like a a, a a a vampire, but the vampire was atheist. Yeah. What what will that do to it? Exactly. They don't believe. Exactly. Mm. But then you, you that, it depends on the vampire because you know vampires is in every culture. You got African vampires. Yeah. You know the only thing that did work on that vampire was holy water. When they, when they threw the fucking holy water on it, that shit still stung that motherfucker because it was blessed. The only Damn. thing that didn't work was the cross because he, he was like, oh, I don't believe in that still. But the holy water did because it was, you know, it was blessed. So that's what I'm saying. The cross is like a belief. Same thing like the Egyptian cross with the little circle on the top. Mm. I fully like to understand how we all got off the subject. We was off it. I was done talking about blue eggs. And Hanks, that was the only thing I had to say. But that don't have anything to do with no spirits. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Y'all done went and took it to somewhere else. Vampires. Now we on vampires. I don't know how we got there. Nah, we on, Spencer took us to vampires. It's, nah, it's, on, it's, it's, a, it's the witching hour. It's, it's all spirits, all 
all things that could be all things that could be thought up or anything. So are we gonna do are we gonna do our ghostly routine that we did last ho- what at Halloween? I don't know why. You ain't yeah. never hear that story we told? Nah. He never tell you that story? Oh my god, I know I had to tell you the story of where we was on my growing porch and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, that one. Yeah. we told the listeners that story. I told the listeners that story too. And I this time I don't I wanna be brave enough to see what happens fully to the end, but I don't want to be brave enough to see what happens fully to the end. So mm-hmm. what you mean? Cause I don't because when that thing started running that's all I need. It, the, I'm so glad that the thing is that I love the most is that we experienced it yeah, together. Yeah, and so it I wasn't knew I wasn't something, tripping. Yes, I'm glad, so glad that it wasn't something that I could tell this to somebody and they could think in their mind, mm. This two people, I don't need nobody else's eyes because I know you saw what I saw. I was saw. not tripping. Like, that I was horrible. I loved it. I loved it. That was so scary, though. It wasn't scary, though. And I, I, I still to this day would not have run or acted that way had you not. So you was gonna stand there. And my, see? my, my, my braveness is now always Spencer, based on your Spencer, braveness. Now Spencer, now Spencer, would you just stood there and what and waited to see what it did when it ran up onto towards you, or would you have ran before it even got to you? I don't know what it was. All it was I know a was a man. Shadow. It was a it was a it was, it was a, a shadow. A, it was something. Oh, man. No, the because when I think shadow man, I think top hat man. Whenever people say shadow man, where the, uh, we was on the porch on my mom porch, my mom porch on Halloween. No, on mischief night. No, was it Halloween night? It was mischief night. It was mischief night, and he came up with this plan about what he heard that you can see spirits. I didn't say that. You can what see- I heard was on a mischief night. If you stand with your back facing the air. Okay, face an open space. Oh, you supposedly, that, your, all your ancestors and the dead folks that's around you, you'll be able to feel them by the hairs on the back of your neck standing up because the veil is thin. Now, how that got to me, you standing there, and then us falling into whatever synchronized trance that was. <laughs> and the crazy part is that's how it worked because we were sitting there laughing at first because we standing there and like, Okay, I'm waiting for I my felt neck. Like we was two dummies. I'm waiting for my neck, cause I'm just worrying about my neck. I'm like, nothing is. I don't got no chills. Nothing is happening. It's not working. My neck is not. I don't feel nothing. So we laughing, and I said, "Come on, maybe we should hold hands." Remember? Yeah. And I said, "Maybe we should hold hands." And this time, focus. Of course, I was argumentative. Nobody won't hold your hand. So I'm oh, like, so y'all wanted something to happen. That's I, what I'm saying. I mean, that's where I think it. we went overboard. We. Because when you say you were expecting, because he wanted it. When you say you were expecting the hairs on the back of your neck to stand up, I I know that was the point. But when I think back on it, I wasn't expecting that. I was looking forward, like I expected to see something. See, I wasn't expecting to see nothing. I was expecting for my hair to rise. I was feeling like I'm bringing chills or shivers or something, and I was going to just leave it a day. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, as soon as I mean. Spencer, when I tell you, it was like almost like a magnet. As soon as I took his hand, everything changed at that moment. Like, like we stopped laughing. At that moment. Like, 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 okay, we were standing there. Once we started saying, all right, we come on, come on, stop laughing. Let's focus. So hold hands. We held hands. And at that moment, it had to be every, the wind, seconds. you heard no wind. It was like almost like you just stepped into total darkness. I mean, total silence. The so birds that was just making anything noise. Anything that was making crickets, noise prior stopped. Everything shut up. Oh, it's complete 
It went completely it went silent. silent. We didn't. Right? E- you couldn't even. Now you know when you were Rosegate, you can even hear the cars from, from the highway the, from from Newcastle Avenue. You couldn't hear no horns. You couldn't no hear nothing. nothing. It was nothing. dead silent. Everything stopped. And this is only like it was only like what eleven fifty nine twelve. It, no, it was three o'clock. You said that was the was best it, time. Was it three o'clock? Yes, in the you said it was a witching hour. It was three okay, o'clock so in the morning because remember that's when we left and went because I couldn't sleep no more after that. That's when we left and went to um so, Wawa. So, so, so we stood there. As soon as we took hands and everything got quiet, we just paused and let go of each other. No, we didn't let go yet. We were still holding yeah, hands. Yeah, because you were still holding my hand. Yeah, I was still holding. You didn't his let hand. go until and it got it was, real. And it was like soon as we did that, we this motherfucking. It was it like was a Hagrid's Harry Potter. It was you know, Hagrid's motorcycle. You know Harry Potter? Hagrid, when he came and dropped Harry oh, Potter off oh, with that big-ass flashlight in the front of his motorcycle. Yeah, Hogwarts with the little seat on the side. Yeah, no, not yeah, that. Yeah, no, he's no. about the right thing. The little seat, that's and Hagrid's and motorcycle. And, 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 uh, yes, Except this one didn't have no... This one didn't have no seat on the side. The bright flashlight yes. in front of it. Yeah, yeah but so think of that. Think of that, but think of a new, newer age one, like the ones from back in the day. The motorcycles like look like little mopeds with a big like light in the front. Yeah. That's what like it looked like. School, yeah. Like a little, little baby seat. Now this John comes. Not a baby seat. It's really just for anybody that can sit in But this yeah. one didn't have no seat. He rolled a, it, it. It looked like it may have been. No, it the been. really the only thing I could really make out is the detail of it to know that's what it looked like. I couldn't make out a seat. I could see the light, and like the detail. That's what of I could it. see. That's the, what it the big light is and what really drove me to. Yeah, that's in what, my mind, I think I put together what the motorcycle looked like based off of how big that light was. I, I knew what that type of motorcycle right, so would look the, like. Your visual concept of how, how you look at yeah. That. Just well, that's based what off, we of were that, doing. So off of that light. It comes around. It co- it's coming in the rose gate. So we stand on the porch. We can see it. So we just fixated on that now because it's like everything else is quiet. And we don't even hear that moving. That's the question. You don't even hear a sound from it. You just see it. And I'm just we just staring at it, staring at it. And it's like going and we looking at it. It's coming into the neighborhood and it's going on around the corner. So we still just looking like, where who where that's Gary Park at? Right. Whose house is that going to? This time of night, hey. I saw it go past Jingle Bell's house. I seen it go past Jingle Bell's house too. But I, for some reason, I could see past Jingle Bell House to, yes. the, to the other and side. And that's the odd part. And you can't you're, really you're, you're see that. You know your line of vision. It's supposed to stop once you, you get past Jingle yeah, Bell House. Because the I way can still the house see is, that light around the corner. You know how Spencer know how Rosegate is um the circle. He yeah. know how it's shaped. So you know once you start going around the corner, you can't really yeah. see if you st- yeah. if you right in the be like in the end of Rosegate where we was at near the darker so, part. near near the park. So it's like we just like. But but I could still see it. Make it out where it stopped and everything. Yeah, I didn't never see it stop. And. I'm just like, oh, all right. Well, it went in somewhere, and we the light dimmed and everything. So I, we not was, for me. Well, well, for me it did. It dimmed, and then it was just like, all right, for about like uh, maybe give and take about five seconds, we see somebody walking. No, no, I now, didn't see at that. At first, I, I see was somebody still on walking. the light. Well, the light had gone for me. I had started seeing somebody walk, and I was just like, oh, that must be Mar, because it it looked like they had a hoodie on, a black hoodie. So I'm thinking, okay, it's probably Ty or Mar. Coming like around, one of the neighbors. so one of the neighbors or whatever, it gets like close enough for my vision to really make out who it should have been, but it was so dark, and I'm looking at it like, Wait, who is that? And for some reason, I just said, and there it goes. When she said, when this, I said, and there it goes. 
my eyes were still on the light, but the moment you said it, they traveled. They went from the light and they followed the path back up towards where we was at mm-hmm. and it hit smack right there like in that part where you would be almost near Pooh in them house mm-hmm. and I could see him down there near that man uh, Gracie or Gray whatever you call him Mr. Green mm-hmm. Mr. Greeny it was right there and he is who? whatever Mr. Gold Goldie Greeny the man what the, man? The, down a couple Mr. Houses. Honey? who? Mr. Honey? Yeah, Mr. By Honey. By Miss Vivian? Yeah. See, it didn't get... When it started to run and move to, toward us, it it was, for me, it was right in front of Miss... Um, right between Miss Vivian and Miss... Um, See, but that's because you, you had eyes on him longer. You had been saw him. Mm. You had already seen... You saw him when... I assume he got off the motorcycle because I still saw the light from the motorcycle. I'm thinking, why is it still that bright down there? No. And then you pulled me back up, and when I seen him, he was near... Um, Mr. Honeyhouse, and he is trucking at a speed that you know. I knew Yo, the speed was in him. Spencer, this thing is running like Jeepers Creepers. Not even Jeepers Creepers, because I can see like ectoplasm from behind it. So you could, you could, it Keep just, did, it I don't care. It it's was shimmering. Echo, it was shimmering. It was doing something. Cause I seen more than one. It was like, almost like it was being stretched. Like you could see him running, but like his, his energy behind him was still behind it. And you could see like the body. I don't know. It was just running. I turned, I let his hand go. I turned around to the door and said, I'm out. I can't when do you this. let my hand go. Cause he was still running. And I never saw the echo. To me, he was moving like, Usain Bolt times 60. But it wasn't... I knew it was something supernatural from the speed of which he was running. Mm-hmm. But I didn't see no echo. I just saw a dark shadow that you know eventually you should be able to make out some sort of... Yes. As close as he was, That's what I, I was have been saying. able to make That's out That's what I was trying to get to Like the whole time I'm looking at him because I'm thinking, that don't look like Mar. Because then, then plus, why Mar ain't saying nothing to us? But there was no feature. It was no feature. It was feature. just a shadow. It was just... When it got close enough... I didn't see no motherfucking hoodie no more. It I never like... saw a hoodie. I always thought he had like a low cut and he would have been wearing a tank top and jeans. I never saw like a stocky jacket, coat, nothing. It just, I think it wanted us to believe he was a normal person until mm-hmm. it got to real close to where it would have did something to us because it didn't give me no good energy. Like that's why I ran. Like it, it didn't make me feel, feel like it was an ancestor or anything nice that was coming to visit us because we were doing this this right I think here. What freaked you out was how fast it was trying. No, what freaked me there. out was the fact that you came on a motorcycle. You stopped yeah, and you like... were walking up toward our direction in this slow, like in this fiend kind of way almost like like you just or no not really much a fiend just like they were cold because it was a cold day but i don't see how anymore after everything stopped because the way he was walking was real normal until i said and there he goes and then he just took off like he like he like he knew that you knew like i knew like he heard it and when you let my hand go when he got right next to miss miss phil's trash can to me, it looked like yeah. At the that's time, where he stopped for me. That's where I remember him stopping. And at the time for me, it looked like he dived, like he would have did like an army dive straight forward. Mm-hmm. But thinking back on it, he went, he melted down, like he just went straight down into the ground. Because mm. when you let me go, I did not turn with you. You didn't. I, I my eyes shut. I, I think I even shut the door. No, yeah, you I was opening the door. You was in, and you turned back to get me. I was still yeah, you straight. still standing. I'm like, what the world? Because if it, if that I thing, was stuck. if that thing would have ripped through your body, I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. I wouldn't expect you to be. Don't you apologize. I'm so I do sorry. The same. I'll just slam that door on you so quick. <laughs> I'll do the same. I, I, don't you worry. Because if you ain't in this house, dog, I can't help you. I can't but go I, out I there. I stuck. I'm not going out. No. Knowing me, I done went out there for Because when you, when I didn't even realize you was gone. I felt you let go of my hand, but I didn't yeah. realize you was gone. <laughs> I was one of them people for you. Look, I wanted to see. One minute I I'm there, the next minute What's I'm not. What's he doing, Mingsy? Yeah, I know. I'm not what you're normally When doing. he died, it, that's because that's what it looked like. I, and I'm thinking in my head. Oh, snap. He was going to try to That's a wrap. When we come to see the candy Just so, hey. Hi guys, this is Walter. And Tiki. And this is the second part, like, so I don't understand why we did that entire introduction like we was introducing ourselves and we, it's just us coming back from break. And then you gonna stand there and stare at me with that look. Oh. Get into your stories, please. Oh, okay. Back to folklore and monsters. Okay, we're gonna jump right into it. Yeah. Now this one was this one was crazy because I was trying to find other cities and states, states and cities with different folklores, their own hometown folklores, mm-hmm. and I came across a couple of them that were interesting and funny to me. But okay. so this one is from Margaret, and her hometown is Deer Island. Deer Island, I guess, is in Maine. Deer, like a deer. I S. Yeah. Deer, D E E R. Oh, I would have preferred deer, John. In Maine. Oh. Okay. Now there was the ghost of a lobster man. <laughs> I knew you was going to do it. A fisherman who went lobstering. He found one that was shaped like his wife, and took it home to her. They laughed and boiled it and ate it, and when they were done, his wife had turned into a lobster. Come on, man. They had many children and still live up there. <laughs> I call them. Yo, it, who in Maine? Now I know somebody. Please, if any of our listeners are from Maine, they gotta be from that part. Dear, I please let me know if that 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 folklore is real, cause I just know that doesn't. That's the fact that they had many children and, and they, they still had no real live story behind it. It was just like some shit that somebody threw together. <laughs> like she was shaped like a lobster. He took home the lobster. She ate the lobster magically. Mind you, giving me no backstory. You didn't tell me if the lobster was magic that she gobbled up. You just went right to a magic. Uh, her eating it and magically she turned into a lobster. And then and then. He, like an idiot, stay with her and, bear, <laughs> and and let her board lobster kid. Come on now. That didn't, That's just not right. That didn't, that come better than that. Next. Okay, so this one is from Courtney, and her hometown is, how do you pronounce this? Ron Connor Camo? see. It's Ron Con Kama, New York. Pronounce this. 
Let me see, cause I'm. Ronicana comma. Ronicana comma. It probably ain't that. It's probably ronk. Ronk on. Ronk on comma. Ronk on comma. Man, whatever. Just I don't get... care what it is. That's not no normal name. It is. So. That's why people don't move to towns like that. That you just. You oh, this is a lady. So it says Lake Ronicana comma. See. <laughs> I don't know. It's Long Island's largest freshwater lake. And was a popular summer destination, according to legend. It is also cursed. This body of water is said to be the home of a vengeful spirit that claims one male life per year. Mm. Whew, thank you, Jesus. Said one male. So you can't go wherever we are. You got me chucked. I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be that male. Okay. Supposedly, Ronacon... Ron Concama was the name of the Native American princess... Who fell in love with a white That's settler? That's a lie right there, because it is no Native American princesses. That don't exist, huh? I'm gonna look that up. You can. Who fell in love with a white settler, who lived near the lake? Note: the princess is also known as Tuscawanta. I'm looking it up right now. In some versions of the legend, upon their meeting, the princess and the settler immediately fell in love, but their union was forbidden by her father. Mm. Every night they would sneak out to send messages of love to one another. Oh. Ron Concama <laughs> would paddle her canoe out to the middle of the lake where she would then float a message the rest of the way to her lover waiting on the opposite shore. That's so sweet. This continued for years until one day the princess was unable to deal with this arrangement. She sent a final farewell note to her lover. He received it on the shore, and minutes later, the canoe was washed up in front of him as well. Inside, it was the princess's body. She had died by suicide in the middle of the lake. <clears throat> Since that day, Ron Concama has haunted the lake, becoming known to many as the Lady of the Lake. Angered because she wasn't allowed to love in life, she now drags one man into the lake each year. People say that at least one person has drowned each year in Lake <clears throat> Lake Ron Kama. For the past 200 years, the large majority of them male. Many others have reported being drawn by some unseen force out to the center of the lake as if something was trying to drag them in. These souls have been able to resist the pull. Yeah, these souls have been able to resist the pull of the Lady of the Lake and have been lucky enough to live to report the existence of this strange phenomenon. Mm. What you gotta say about the Israel? Okay, maybe not that. Maybe that is, but she probably at the most was just the daughter of a tribal chief. Is that what it said? They don't have no princess. So is that what they said? That's the European uh, uh, system of royalty. They didn't have that because huh. everybody's not European. Okay. So whatever. <laughs> That's deep. So you gonna pull a man under because you weren't allowed? You would think that it would be the opposite of that. Because every man, like, what if it's a man in there who's going through the same she thing? She don't care. That's the point in being vengeful. Well, don't be vengeful. You're being vengeful to the wrong people. Not in her eyes. Her father's eyes is the one she should have been vengeful to. He the one kept them apart. She can't get her dad. He done moved on to the great by and by. Everybody don't sit back sad and sour. <laughs> so Wonder um, why they can't get no peace. Because you're still doing hateful shit. Hundreds and hundreds of years later. If you ain't over it by now, 
you was never gonna get over it and you just well, was that's a, why. your heart was ugly anyway. Okay, well. Get that. So this is Jen. Her hometown is Honolulu, Hawaii. Now, in Hawaii, there are many local ghost stories. Mm. But the one that scared me the most as a child <clears throat> were the night marchers. You ever what? heard of them? You ever heard of them? The night See, marchers. You're in charge of folklore. That's falling under the monster category. Now I got to look it up. And I'll read it. <clears throat> okay. They have been known to make appearances on several islands and in several areas in Honolulu. The most talked about place is along the the Pali Highway or Pali Highway on oh what is it? Oahu. Oahu, I don't know. You know where the final battle of King Kemachame. You might as well just stop before you Kamehame. See, that's offensive. I've heard about that. No, I've heard that name before. It I know it ain't uh Kamehame. Yes it is. Kamehameha. Kamehameha. That's ridiculous. Kamehamehi. Or Kamehamehi. Yes, it is. Kameh. C-A-M-E-H-A-M-E-H-A. Thank you. Don't try to yell it out that fast. I can't catch that. I ain't ain't no telemarketer. Give it to me slow. Kameh. How you spell it? You keep making all these sounds. (laughs) Look, read it yourself. Look what that say. You couldn't even tell me. Like, you doing too much. That's all I'm saying. For what? Try to tell me it's and I want you to pronounce it the same way. Oh snap. What is it? Kamehame. Okay, thank you. Give it to me, please. No, it's not. It's come <laughs> Exactly. I don't care. I'm sorry. Let me I, I need to know for sure. That's a thing. You always doing something. Stop messing up the show like that. Okay. Okay, now anyway. Now King Kamehame took place. Now what when one that ended with driving warriors off the cliff to their deaths. Oh, so I know if that's what it is, it, it's Kamehameha. That's what I said. You ain't saying that. Yes, I did. Say it again. I said Kamehameha. And you I don't were like saying. How you saying it. Okay, well, whatever. Legend says that during certain phases of the moon, a procession of ghost warriors marches through, and should you be unfortunate enough to encounter them, you are supposed to drop to the ground and avert your eyes. You cannot interrupt their march or look directly at them or you or someone you know will die. It's a common warning to never walk along the Pali Highway alone, alone at night or any or any location where night marchers are known to pass through. <clears throat> so that means if you get on your knees and you just shut your head, like you ain't seen nothing. That's crap. You good? I feel like what you're telling me to do is to hit my knees because you was once a king and I'm supposed to bow. Basically, you just now not you seeing nothing. I'm not, I don't want to see now nothing. Now you can slice me inside and out. I'm not hitting my knees for you. I you was am. never my king. I'm not hitting my I, knees, I, but I, I'm doing... I won't do it. That's crazy. I won't do it. I won't do it. You don't know what you'll do. I don't care. I bet I won't. You don't know what you'll I do. I bet I won't. Because I'm hitting my... You already know it's certain stuff I don't I'm hitting my with. man. I'm hit, I ain't seen nothing. Hit him. Now you have bowed. I ain't bowed to guy. nothing. I'm just... And, 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 and you didn't dare to be I'm a I'm showing dad. respect. You'll burn. I'm, is she in dress now? <laughs> I'm respect. <laughs> so let me go into the next one. Um, This is Elise. And her hometown is Dundas, Ontario, Canada. Mm. My middle school, 
now condos, was haunted. Mm-hmm. A train crashed on Christmas Day, 1934, and the school's basement was used as a morgue. It said a girl from the crash haunted the school. It was also haunted by a former janitor named Russell, who would joke with other staff that whoever died first would haunt the school. He died first. One staircase was fully closed off because of strange events, named the Russell Staircase, and janitors had to work in pairs. People would frequently hear whistling, banging, and clashing when nobody else was around, and motion detectors... Of course. Wow. And motion detectors... Where did I just go? L were similar that were similar was set off. The school puts on an excellent charity haunted house every year, always different and built by the students. Oh. Mm-hmm. That don't seem too bad. <clears throat> so this is Bridget and her hometown is Rochester, New York. Growing up, my dad loved to tell scary stories. This story was my favorite because my dad tried to find this scary ghost when he was a wild teenager. The tale goes back all the way to the 1800s, and everyone in Rochester knows about the white lady. According to the legend, the white lady lived near Durand Eastman Park, a local park near Lake Ontario, and she had a teenage daughter, and the daughter asked if she could walk down to the lake. As the story goes, she never came back home. The mother went out to search, and she couldn't find her. The mother spent the rest of her life looking for her. It said on misty nights she glides over the lake all in white. Many people try to find her at night, like my teenage dad, and it has been rumored that you can still hear her calling for her daughter. There is also a rumor that two big dogs accompany her on her hunt. People still search for the white lady, and there was even a reported sighting last year. Every time I drive by, I feel chills and hope that one day she finds her daughter. Do you think they ever do? Like Uh, Layla Rona and all them people? I I pray she doesn't. You really shouldn't be weeping and or looking. Because I believe, didn't she she drown her children? Oh, yeah. So I'm sure they don't want to see you. So what about the other ones that you that lost their kids and they just search, search, searching for the rest of their eternity, just looking? You ever think they ever find them? One Maybe day. When the world finally comes to a complete end. You got a drink over there, parched. I do for myself. Well, give me that water. And that's really rude in the in the midst. I can't ask for a drink of water. People don't drink. What kind of stuff is that people drink? Like that. Can you hand me that water, please? Oh. Maybe I would care if you weren't telling me such ridiculous fantasies. No that Okay? That's nonsensical. How? How many stories have you really heard of the wandering lady looking for her lost child? I mean, that's the thing. Now it now it makes me feel like is that real? How many ladies is looking for their kids? Now what you think you the only the, that is not crazy people out there that done done crazy things to their kids and they just wandering? They're forever just in purgatory like that. You in one state. How, How many other states you is it in countries? Me, you telling me you kill your child, then kill yourself. You wake up and you don't remember killing your child and you just wonder where they at. You killed them. They probably do. Like, what's that movie? That's with that girl. Movie. The others. Mm-hmm. She didn't realize to the end. 
That's what I'm saying. So shut up. So anyway. Wasn't that Nicole Kidman? Yeah. I love her so. Now this is Theona. Theona and at her hometown is Exeter. Exeter, Rhode Island. The lad school in Rhode Island was the epitome of creep. And it was even featured on the Travel Channel. Originally, the Lad School was an institution for the feeble-minded and operated from 1908 to 1986 when it was de deinstitutionalized. The school was well known for horrible and moral acts against its residents, such as forced sterilizations. Uh, What's that? Mommy, a forced sterilization, that means you can't have no kids. They basically gave you the old... Sniff and burn against your wishes. How did they do that to somebody? The, the world is a crazy place. What kind of question is that? But how do you like <laughs> okay. do that to somebody though? Like you didn't even ask. They, you didn't that's, just... that's what they. That's what the word forced means. Wow. It like... means I'm not asking. I'm telling you. Time. You can't produce no more kids because your mind is feeble. And we don't need no more feeble-minded people running around. And that's feeble. what they were saying, basically. Wow, that's really dirty. So they did lobotomies and electric shock therapy. And the patients themselves continue many criminal acts. Mm. So not only are the, the, the co-workers and the employees off the chain, but now the You've patients is just running amok. If they was crazy, they was crazier when you was done. Wow. Now they don't feel no remorse. You done drove, drove holes all in their brain, shocked them till they was halfway slow. They don't care no more. <laughs> okay. So it says by 1950, the population reached nearly 1,000. At this point, they were overcrowded and ill-equipped. The location is now revered as one of the most haunted in New England. Car radios go haywire when driving by the restricted site. For those who trespass and try to get an up-close glimpse at the abandoned premises, they come back with stories of orbs, disembodied voices, doors that close by themselves, and shapes or figures floating around. I'm not going. That... That's a lot of bad stuff happening. You know what really kills me is you always say you down for something. You and these listeners should understand by now that I am a liar. <laughs> like, I lie a lot. I say a lot of things that are most of the time just smoke. I don't mean the stuff I say. Wow. If you think that I'm going to get into a car <laughs> that I have to trust to be able to start again in case some nonsense go down and pull up to a place that is known for nonsense... In the hopes that I see some nonsense? No, I'm not doing that. You put yourself in a bad position. Okay. Something go down. What can you do for me? I can't do because I, I mean, I keep going like we're supposed to do. All right. If something happened to me, I would blame you. And I want you to know that before anything happens, like where we pass away from fright, I'm probably going to attack you. Because we're dead now, so you're not my mom anymore. You might as well be a stranger on the street who cost me my life. And you can take that to mean that I will <laughs> leap or dive on you. Whatever you feel as though it means, it means. You killed me. 
Wow. It's the same way if you drove me off a bridge. Wow. I'm dead and I have to attack you one last time. I can't believe this. Okay, well, look. So. Next. This is in Japan. The schools contain an infernal Mm -hmm. secret. Now, they say in Japan. Right. The schools, basically, because it didn't say what school, it just said the schools contain an infernal secret. If you go into the girls' bathroom on the third floor of the building and walk to the third stall, you might find her. You have to knock three times and call her name. A code switch reader named Jessica had tweeted us, when you open the stall door, a little girl in a red skirt will be there. The little girl with the bob haircut is Hanako-san. She wants friends to play with, maybe, or perhaps she wants to drag you to hell through the toilet. Mm. Depending on which part of Japan you live in, she may have a bloody hand and grab you or be a a lizard that devours you. Although although plenty of people get scared to even think about her. Hanako-san has become a fixture of Japanese urban folklore over the last 70 years. The most popular origin story for the tale holds that during World War II, a schoolgirl was using the bathroom when a bomb fell on top of the building. The school collapsed on top of Hanako-san, who has been trapped there ever since. But Hanako isn't the only schoolgirl who haunts Japan's schools, schools' bathrooms. Kashima Reiko Another young girl was said to have been cut in half by a train. Now her disfigured spirit inhabits bathrooms, asking children who enter the stalls where her legs are. The, the legend goes that if Kashima Reiko is not satisfied with their answer, she will rip their legs off. Oh. Mm. Well, what am I telling her? I'm going to say your legs is underneath the train tracks, all muddled and torn, battered and scarred. I, look, you got to be I real with her. I feel like that's the most I can I do. I feel is like that's the most I can do is be real with Anything else is bullshit and it probably going to cost me my legs. But maybe the truth will do. The truth you will set you dead. free. You're, exactly. And your legs that's will why be replaced have... maybe if you try to move on. Exactly. I don't know where they are at the moment. I'm pretty sure someone scraped that up and that went to medical waste. <laughs> or... It was gone because the train didn't stop for, what, five, ten miles after it's supposed to? After he pulled that brake, he still got momentum. So them legs gone, girl. Run along with your precious life. So, I would cover my eyes and ears and sit right down. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. So now you I'm, ain't even going to answer yeah, enough. You just going to shut down. I'm just wait. Wow. She, she be what if you like open your eyes and she's this fucking close to your face? Mary don't do Shaw that. I don't like when people I'm do a that. screamer. I would have screamed right See, in her Mary face. See, Mary Shaw wouldn't have got me. Cause I would scream my right mouth. in your face. Like if I open my eyes and then I open them again, I close my eyes and I, and I open them and you're this close to me, like nose to nose, my God. Depending upon what you look like, I throw up. I have a weak stomach. <laughs> wow. So look, this is in Brazil. A tall, skinny woman with long yellow fingernails and red eyes creeps along the rooftops and watches families inside of their homes. See what I said? They be perverts. (laughs) She watches them as they sit at the table for dinner. That's perfect. She watches them while they eat. After the meal, 
when someone goes to sleep on a full stomach. La, her name is La Pisadera. I don't know. La Pisadera sneaks into their bedroom. Then she sits on their chest so that they cannot move. The Pisadera that has attacked them watches them as they begin to panic. The victim's eyes partly open, but they're neither full, fully asleep or fully awake. Helpless and trapped in a body that won't move. Wow, that's almost like the hag, right? Yeah. Now it said the worst thing is when you try to fight or call for help. Wait a minute. What the experience with it were like? Oh, I guess they're saying when you try to call for help and tell somebody what the experience was. Yeah. And what it felt like your voice doesn't work and your body will not respond. You just feel helpless. And among those who suffer from it across many cultures, there is one unsettling common experience, a sense that a malevolent force is hovering over them in their immobile state. I know, I know. Might as well be the hag who rides your back. Of course, you laying on your back, so how's she riding your back? That's what I used to think. really riding your chest. So the earliest one I can remember is with my mother in the room. And she's sitting on my bed. Her face morphs into a demon-like thing. In a thread on on sleep paralysis or a dark... What? A large dark figure, kind of human silhouette emerging, emerging from the foot of the, my bed and staring down at me. I saw that during sleep paralysis. But again, I looked at it and I told myself that I'm about to start dreaming. This is me going into a dream state. Don't freak out. And damn if I didn't go into a lucid dream where I had full control. It's a dream you're about to experience. No, that don't happen to everybody. You make it a bad thing with your nerves, and then that only uh-uh. increases so your you, fear. No, don't do that. Don't discredit me and don't discredit others who have actually seen things. Like, you're not going to I, I told there. you, I've I seen stuff. No, I saw but you know, that don't mean that everybody's going into a lucid dream. And if I had allowed myself Some to get there, really have I would have gone there. the witch riding their back. Some people don't have that as a lucid dream. That's not everybody. Stop drinking my soda. If they wanted it, they could have it. Anybody that suffers from sleep paralysis, you got the you got the gift. Mm-hmm. You a hell of a lucid dreamer. Just close your eyes and allow yourself to go. I am dreaming. Oh, I'm not gonna argue with you. So, this is the weeping woman. See this? I don't like shit like that. <laughs> I, I'm terrified of that. Of Driving weeping. along a road at that night by myself, and it's a lady over. I tell you right now. If I'm ever on a road and it's pitch black and I'm alone in the car, I don't care if I see a child on the side of the road. You be. Maybe the next car has compassion, but Walter certainly don't. <laughs> I can't take no fucking chances. What? Because that's not, that's, come on now. So that's if we was riding down, like, say we was riding, okay, because, I mean, you know mine, I've always wanted to see uh, Resurrection Mary. So we was riding down Resurrection Boulevard or Highway or whatever. I can't remember what it's called. Which would do if we seen her? If we really actually seen a white like, lady walking? I'm gonna to have it. a problem with us driving down that road anyway. So immediately, I'm gonna be on. I, I think we'll see it. Just knowing us. But that wouldn't creep me out because I came looking for her. It would creep me out the fact that I seen her. She can't get in the car. I would say, oh my God. She Lord. can't get in the car. We just oh ha- we just happened to pass. I would freeze. And now you know me. I'm driving. I'm like, oh Man, you better God. keep your foot on that oh gas. Oh my God. Oh my God. 
No, because I would have to say, but she's doing say something, say something. I ain't saying nothing. Like, because I would just think you, of all the legends. And if you throw that car down or stop it, I'm going to get down in that front seat. Uh-uh. And I'm going to put my lock on my window because it ain't coming down in the back one. <laughs> on my side, you can do whatever you want on your side. I'm gonna say, do you need a ride? Yep, from your side because I locked my window. I don't know how you asked. <laughs> she's not getting in the back. And, and she's gonna be uncomfortable because she's not getting in the car. And I'm gonna say it to you. I'm gonna turn right to you. She can't get in this car. I, I'm gonna start screaming. I swear to God, I, I will just pull off you. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be awkward because I will scream oh at the top my of my God. lungs. You're a ghost. <laughs> It's her! Start the car! Oh like, my God, no. I know you would not do I that. I swear to God, I As would. much as we talked about Resurrection Mary. I don't care. Mario, I don't you care. Why would you even, so then why why would would you even walk up to this car? Why would you even go to Myrtle's if you're going to be scared of Chloe? I, didn't, I don't plan on seeing Chloe. I plan on going there, hearing a little tour from, uh, what's her name? Haddish or Helga or she been there all my life. What is her name? Helga or something. Helga. It's something like that. She been there all my life. I don't know, but I'm so you. She really the reason I want to go to murder. So then, for just what? to match for a what? face for with what? A, the for face. What? That... For what? For what? Well, you don't want to stay the night there because if you see Chloe, <laughs> you're gonna be freaked out. You don't want to hear nothing going down the stairs. You don't want to hear no feet. Yes, I did. No, you I told don't. you that. You I told that. you that's you why I wanted that. to be in that house. I wanted to really wake up in the middle of the night, not by myself, but like wake up and you up because we heard the same thing. Don't put me in that. And you say you hear that, and then we listen. We just hear him go up them steps and I then would they be, stop. I would be. I would just hold your hand for the rest of the night. No, we got. We got to get up out of this bed and go out there because no, I know I, that's. No, no, see, that's I know that's Helga or one of them. They doing that. Just, and that would be me. <laughs> they doing that, would that be just us, to, so dumb. Just to sell it. And just if we to were, sell really the story. Went out there right on time as we hear it going up the stairs and we really go down there and we don't see nothing but yet we hear it going back down them stairs. He don't go back down the stairs. He died at one of them. At one of the steps. It was either the seventh or the eighth. I think he died on it and that's where it stopped. All right, so how about we really do hear it coming up and it ain't, and it's still stepping while we standing there? Then what? I'm going to turn calmly around. No, you not. Go back into the room and be for real, for real to hell with them bags. They can stay there. Not I don't want bags. nothing. I don't want. Well, I don't know what you brought, but I ain't brought nothing of importance that I know I need. <laughs> I can't with you. You ain't about to attach to nothing. I'm only taking simple clothes and a suitcase that I don't care about. Because if it go down, they're going to mail that shit back to my house. And don't even mail it. Throw it away. <laughs> I don't want nothing from there. That's why I'm, I'm not, Shut up, then. Just shut up. So, anywho. The weeping woman. Because you, 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 you. You got all the mouth in the world. Like, just shut up. She wouldn't get in my car. She could weep. I could literally have my windows down and hear her. <laughs> she could be screaming for help. Like, I mean... With all the plea of a, of a, I don't know. She could just, I could see her on the road beating the ground in tears. And I would keep driving. For what? I wouldn't even look in her direction except for out my peripheral. What I'm, I. That's sad. I can't take you to town. I can't do nothing. <laughs> Wait for the next car to come. Maybe they'll have mercy. But I couldn't take no chances. Wow. I couldn't put you in the vehicle. <laughs> Alone too. I could see if I had, it was me. And, and two other passengers, and we got like a third seat because it's a four-person car. Mm-hmm. But by myself, no, you can't get in this car. Of course not. Of course, that's anybody. Because if I was riding down the road, I'm sorry, I'm not even looking in your direction. Yeah, I don't care what you is. I'm like, not. And if you throw yourself in front of my car, like you know how people stop their car to see that they you, hit something. You just got hit. When I stop that car, it'd be. When I'm home and I look <laughs> at the front of the dash and say, Woo, I'm glad I ain't got no 
no dents or nothing. I didn't hit nothing. I know that was a ghost, and they were trying to get me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm then, sorry. Like, you just if I hit. hear it was a real person, then maybe I would turn myself in. They'd be like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you stop?" Honestly, I would say cause because I was because I'm into scary, paranormal stuff, and <laughs> I believe I thought it was a ghost. Because who else would be walking that midnight dark ass road weeping. that time of night weeping? Yeah, so I didn't think that was a real person, sir. <laughs> and, and now that I know it is, I'm racked with guilt. Right. I, I do not regret my decision not to stop. Cause it could have been a ghost. <laughs> like he said, you know, <laughs> he said, he said I could have been right, but I know it was I was a right chance I had wrong. to take. I couldn't do it. <clears throat> so, this weeping woman name is Maria, and she lived in Mexico. She had long dark hair and a covetous heart. I don't know. The man that. she loved would not have her, so she took her children in a fit of rage. So this is a long folklore of another person that I've heard of. This is basically Layla Roma. So she took them down to the river and drowned them one by one. When the man she loved spurned her again, she realized what she'd done. She took herself to the water and threw herself in to subject herself to the same fate as her children. But heaven would not have Maria, and she was condemned to wander the world in perpetual Perpetual grief. She is Layla Rona. Mm, oh, the way man. they said it. The Wailing Woman. Her name was Maria. The people who have seen her said they can they can hear her walking, soaking wet, wearing all white, and she can be heard crying out for the little one she killed. Hey, Miss Heos, she weeps. Oh, my children. Some say that she snatches other young children as she walks, mistaking them for her own young children. You ain't she lying. Knew. Ain't no mistaking. You is clearly an intelligent haunting. You are choosing to go to different different states and different <laughs> places and be seen. So you got all your fucking sense. I don't feel bad for you. How you don't... Did you not read the same story I read? You was desperate for a man, and because you had children, he didn't want you. You thought... Okay, I'm going to kill my kids, and then he'll want me. Then he didn't want you. And then, when you realized what you had done. No, I mean, but I, I heard I heard it was different stories. I heard that it was her children by him, and he so didn't want to marry her. I know plenty her. of mothers who baby dads walk out at the hospital <laughs> and don't come back, and they raise their child. Mm. So don't feed me that, 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 that heap of excuses. Wander on and weep forever. That's sad. It's, it, it is sad. It was a tragic tale about them kids. Okay, that's who I feel bad for. <laughs> All right, they're the victim. She's the villain. And maybe, maybe no, the baby dad ain't even no villain. Okay. He got to be with you for you to for y'all to have kids together. <laughs> okay, that don't sound right. I don't have to love you back. So it says children along the Mexican border grew up with her story. <clears throat> which traces itself to stories about several different female spirits of the Aztec Empire. Aztec. My earliest memory of her is being in elementary school and being in the girls' bathroom. <sighs> this is in Texas in Rio Grande Valley. She and the other young children would try to summon Layla Rona in a bathroom mirror. The lights had to be out. The door had to be closed. They'd splash water on the mirror and say her name three times. I'm not saying it three times, but that's what it says. Layla Rona. I wouldn't say it twice. It was just seeing it was just seeing who could stand being in the dark room and seeing how long we could stand there waiting for her to come out. 
It usually ended up with a bunch of little girls screaming and running out of the bathroom. That's how it always is. Because <laughs> it was like that with um, with Bloody Mary. I never, nobody ever really stays in there to see it. Well, not nobody I know. Not no person that's sane. Huh? Yeah, you got my people <laughs> that just looking for death. He said, I call you bluff. Because I'm not doing is it. Is your bloody or is your Mary? <laughs> I never was able to do it. Yo, what'd you say? What did you just say? Is he bloody or is he mad? <laughs> what I never that mean? was able to do it. I couldn't do it because I was always scared to do it. I just never wanted to see it, but I did. I was always intrigued enough to do it, but never wanted to really see it. So I wasn't with that. So, that was that. Is that it? I'm not done talking about that. I want to know about if other people, any of our listeners have have those type of folklores in their states. Like about the Layla Rona. Because I'm pretty sure it's different in a lot of places. That's You know, it's a different name. Because I've never heard Maria. Have you? No. Yeah, I've never heard about Maria anyway. So, but... This is... Oh, I think I've... This is Black Magic. Mm. Now, Mad Henry was a hermit who lived alone in a decrepit mansion at the edge of town. Rumors were about the wild-eyed man. Some folks said that he was a magician who called upon the powers of darkness to wreak havoc upon his neighbors. Others called him a mad doctor who could restore life to foul corpses from the local cemetery. No replica citizen in town had anything to do with Mad Henry. That's great. Um... So, this is an American folklore from Michigan, Ohio, North Carolina, and Connecticut, which kind of makes me feel like it's clearly the truth if it's from all of these different states, you know? I guess. It's about these things called melon heads. Melon heads are generally described as small humanoids with bulbous heads who occasionally emerge from hiding places to attack people. The legends in Michigan state Don't they that got candy called that? Melon heads. Yeah, wasn't that a I candy? So. The legend in Michigan states that the melon heads of Michigan reside around Felt Mansion. <clears throat> Felt Mansion is a house located at 66th Street and 138th Avenue in Lake Town Township, Michigan. It's listed on the National Register of Historic Places. Although they have also been reportedly seen in south, I mean in southern forested areas of Ottawa. According to one story, they were alleged they were originally children with hydrocephalus. No. Who? With hydrocephalus. I don't know, man. It's a condition in which an accumulation of cerebrospinal fluid occurs within the brain. Cerebr- mm, that's horrible. 
This typically causes increased pressure inside the skull. They lived at the Junction Insane Asylum near Felt Mansion. The story explains that after enduring physical and emotional abuse, they became feral and were released into the forest surrounding the asylum. Now I know you ain't took nobody's crazy ass kids. <laughs> okay, and just release them. In the wilderness. Yeah. Around the asylum and run around. Yeah. The Allegheny County Historical Society asserts that the asylum never existed, although it was at one point a prison. However, the story has been part of the local folklore for several decades. Lake Town ta- Township manager Al Mishkin told the Holland Senatorial that he had heard the tales as a teenager noting that his friends referred to the Mings as Wobbleheads. Yo, I'm telling you that was a candy. <clears throat> Melonheads was a candy. He called them Wobbleheads. No, but where did I get that from? I don't know. Some versions of the legend say that the children once lived in the mansion itself, but later retreated to a system of caverns or caves in a nearby hill left over from an abandoned zoo. Some versions of this legend say that the children devised a plan to escape and kill the doctor that abused them. It is said that the children had no place to hide the body, so they cut it up into small pieces, which they hid around the mansion. Rumors exist that teenagers who had broken into the mansion saw ghosts of the children and claimed to see shadows of the doctor's murder through the light coming from an open door. The legend has spread throughout the region, even becoming the subject of a 2011 film titled The Melonheads, which is based around the West Michigan legend. The legend in Ohio states that Melonhead, the Melonhead stories of Ohio are primarily associated with the Cleveland suburb of Kirtland. According to local lore, the Melonheads were originally orphans under the watch of a mysterious figure known as Dr. Crow. Okay, so you're telling me, because Ohio and Michigan is five hours away. So somewhere along the line, five, six hours away from each other. Somewhere along the line, I feel like it was a doctor that really had a bunch of kids, and he did something to them. Because that don't their stories sound similar. The doctor, they were children at a at a play at a, a a fucking orphans or at an asylum. And it's in Ohio. Yeah, and the other one is in Michigan. And they six hours away. Yeah. That's what I said about. That's the same thing I was just saying about Layla Mona. Sometimes, Crow is said, Crow is said to have performed unusual experiments on the children, who developed large hairless heads and malformed bodies. Some accounts claim that the children were already suffering from hydro, so the same condition that the other kids were suffering from, mm-hmm. and that Crow injected even more fluid into their brains. Eventually, the legend continues that the children killed Crow burned the orphanage and retreated to the surrounding forest and supposedly feed on babies. Legends hold that the Melonheads may be sighted along Westner Road in Kirtland and Chartown Township. The Melonhead legend has been popularized on the internet, particularly on the websites Creepy Cleveland and Dead Ohio, where users offer their own versions of the story. A movie, Legends of the Melonheads, was released in 2010 and is based on the Ohio legend and various other legends in the Kirtland area. 
Now the story in Connecticut is they have several versions of the the Melonhead legend. So and they can there be, too? Yeah. And they can be found throughout southwest Connecticut, especially in central and eastern and eastern Fairfield County and western New Haven County, Connecticut, in eastern Fairfield County. Many tales can be found in communities such as Trumbull, Sheldon, Stratford, Monroe, Easton, and Weston. In western and central New Haven County, tales can be found in towns like Seymour, Oxford, Milford, and Southbury. There are several primary Connecticut variations. According to one variation of the myth, Fairfield, Fairfield County was the location of an asylum for the criminally insane that burned down in the fall of, two th- of in the fall of 1960, resulting in the death of all of the staff and most of the patients, with 10 to 20 inmates unaccounted for, supposedly having survived and escaped to the woods. The legend states that the Melonheads' appearance is the result of them having resorted to cannibalism in order to survive the harsh winters of the region and to inbreeding, which in turn caused them to develop the same disease as the other two. Some retelling of this version substitute the asylum or prison with places of business or campgrounds and the inmates slash patients with employees, staff, or campgoers. Individual variations will modify what town these individuals were originally from and where they end up. According to the second variation, the Melonheads are descendants of a colonial-era family from Sheldon slash Trumbull who were banished after accusations of witchcraft were made against them, causing them to retreat to the woods. As with the first version of the story, this variation attributes the appearance of the Melonheads to inbreeding. Melonheads allegedly prey upon humans who wander into their territory. Like the first version, individuals retelling this story will modify what town the family was originally from. So that's that. I don't. I don't know. What do you think of that? I don't. Huh? I don't. You don't. Cause it don't sound right. Yeah. I mean, the first two from Michigan and Ohio, they their stories sound similar, but that's just how an urban legend travels. It's always in a different state. Yeah, that's how an urban legend travels. But I don't really like theirs because it could have been something really genetic going on. Like on wrong turn. Yeah. And you, like, that's why, like, you see how some kids are born now? Yeah. With all sorts of dis- um, um ailments. So, you don't know, like, if that could have been, you know what I mean? And they really what did. it was back in the day. I feel you. And you treat them like that. So many people are much more braver now. Because I couldn't have kept my I'm sorry. Well, now I'm on to my monsters. This one is called the Beeman Monster. The who? The Beeman. And it's spelled like like you would spell Beatrice. B-E-A-M-A-N. Beeman? Yeah. The Beeman Monster of Kansas City. Ain't that in, yeah, Kansas City and Missouri, ain't it? Ain't Kansas City where she was on The Wizard of Oz? Yeah. No, I think she was just... She in wasn't Kansas. in Kansas City. Yes, wasn't she, she in was Kansas? Kansas. So she was in Kansas City, Kansas? That's Kansas City. Missouri, Missouri is in Kansas City. Missouri. Okay. Yep. Russell Holman, an 81-year-old native of Sedalia, said that the legend of the Beeman monster can be traced back to the 1900s. Yeah. His father had told him a circus train got wrecked in the year of 1904. 
several animals escaped during the train crash. One being a 12 foot tall gorilla. <laughs> Many people believe that the Beeman monster was really the offspring of the escaped gorilla. I'm trying to figure out what he mixed with because if he was the only gorilla that fell off the train, don't it take two gorillas to tangle? <laughs> like, it takes two to tango, right? Mm-hmm. So, how he had offspring. What you're seeing is a Bigfoot. And you just came up with some cockamamie tail to go along with it. But that's neither here nor there. So you saying that was not, um, they saying is he the only one? I believe every, I believe every state at one time had their own, probably had their own version of Bigfoot. It was indigenous to the Americas. Mm-hmm. I wonder why it's not in Delaware. I ain't never heard it in Delaware. It, it probably, hey, what I'm saying is, it probably, it we, it, when, when everything was more, you know, foresty and full of trees and whatnot, yeah. then at one point it probably was. But you gotta go far out in Delaware now to, to be rural. Yeah, cause... You gotta go down, down, like... Past over. Shit is tore down now. Like, yeah, we don't have out. all of that. Well, you know, America used to have its own lion. Who? Killed that. <laughs> okay, don't nobody. I don't believe certain animals should just run free. Who used to have their own lion? The Americas. And what was it? It looked like a regular lion, except more compact, a little bit smaller. Bigger than a bobcat, though. But who want that running around? I got uh, people got kids. And what's our animal? I don't know. Holman relates that one of his uncles residing on Glen Road had told him about a hunt that happened. His cornfield. Oh, about a hunt a hunt that had happened in his cornfield during the late 1950s. People were carrying all sorts of shotguns to catch the Beeman monster. It seemed like they revived that story every 50 years. Holman said. Dad said when the boys would get out of hand, they'd call out the beaming monster if you didn't behave. I never did see anything, he said. The beaming monster was used like the boogeyman to scare children into behaving and was therefore known to most people as a story or local legend. But there have been sightings, like from a 29-year-old Sedalia native, Damon Smith, who claimed to have seen the creature and described it as something like a coyote or wolf. Smith saw this monster when he was around 10 years old. He was then riding in his uncle's pickup truck when a wolf-shaped creature emerged from the woods and started running at the sides of his vehicle. I'm trying to figure out how it went from being uh, an ape to a wolf. People's stories is conflicting. He said, I've seen what my uncles told me about the Beeman legend. I haven't heard anybody speak of it since I was little. It wasn't quite animalistic. It's hard to explain unless you've seen it. That's what he told people. Other strange hap- happenings occurred around the farm of Smith's uncle, though. So it could have just been another story. That's what they saying. Smith remembered when a pig was found mauled to death without any signs of another animal, such as tracks. Another time, a dark figure moved around in the woods during a thunderstorm. He said it's like one of those things. It could be something or it could be your imagination. It's not like Santa Claus or the Easter Bunny. I think something does exist that's unexplainable. That's like the Chupacabra. Mm. 
Is it? Yeah, because he was. Remember, they would wake up and their their cattle would be eight. They didn't know what was going no, on. It wasn't eight. All the it blood was drained. Was drained. That's a weird, nasty crap. The goat man of Merlin is a legendary half goat, half human creature that has the head and hindquarters of a goat and the body of a human. I heard that story. According to urban legend, the goat man is an axe wielding, half animal, half man creature that was once a scientist oh. who worked in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center, which is a real place. The tale holds that he was experimenting on goats until one experiment backfired and he was mutated, becoming goat-like himself. He then began attacking cars with an axe, roaming the back roads of Bettsville, Maryland. A variation of the legend tells of the goat man as an old hermit who lives in the woods, seen walking along at night along Fletchertown Road. According to the University of Maryland folklorist Perry, Barry Pearson, the goat man legend began long, long, long ago and was further popularized in the 1970s when the death of a dog was blamed on goat man by local residents. Pearson says bored teenagers kept the goat man legend alive by repeating the story and, suggest and suggesting that the creature attacks couples frequenting the town, the town's local lover's lane subsequently stirring interest in sights like Fletcher Town Road. Hmm. He don't Isn't know that. that. What they say anyway? That's keeping that's why they did that at Nightmare on Elm Street. But he don't know that. Keeping Half the story goat. going is like keep feeding keeping the energy alive. I really believe that. Stories about half man, half goats go go back all the way to the times of like even the even the Greek myths, like the Seder and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I believe in those type of things. It's certain stuff that I just don't feel like people have the time to just go around and make it up. Somebody got the time to, to run back home, get theirself all in a, a, a frenzy, sweat, <laughs> get theirself all sweaty, come in their mom like, why are you acting like that? You like you seen a ghost? I just seen a, a half man, half go. Who works up a? Who does that? That's true. That's why I say I don't believe I don't I believe that a lot of things. Like if I run in the house, mommy, and tell you I saw a, a goat man and he had an axe, you can better fucking believe I saw a goat man who had an axe. I don't have time for people to be looking at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> That's some shit I probably wouldn't even tell nobody if I did see it. What? Who who would believe that? I would. No, you wouldn't. Yes, I would. You would you would you would tell me you believe it, but you wouldn't be able to say it happened for sure because you didn't see it. If you came in here hysterical like that and told me that you seen something like that, yes, I would believe you. I would think I wouldn't think that you was lying. Yeah, but what could you give me? Cause I told you stuff and you ain't gave me the I reaction can't give you I shit wanted. Or nothing, cause I I'm scared. All you can do is say that's crazy, and I don't want that. I don't want to hear that right now. And I just seen some traumatic shit like that. What you better think up a new thing to say. What you want me to say? I don't know, but figure it out. I just saw a goat man. <laughs> I say you need to pray. See, see, that's that <laughs> you stuff. Need to pray. You need to pray right now. I would have nothing to say, but you need to pray. We was just talking about that. That's the first thing. <laughs> yeah, you got to fall on your knees. You see something like that. It's the end of the world. The apocalypse. Something is happening. Or either you're going to clap your feet three times and you're going to go into a whole nother different state or country. 
or are you gonna be able to lift your hands and lift yourself off the ground and just fly straight up like an astronaut? Like that's a, um, the, that clearly has to be it. Because the world had came to an end, and you are able now. You are able to do any and everything. <laughs> there ain't no way in the world you're gonna go and see no half goat. You know what a goat looks like? Okay. And a man body with an axe. Like he no. coming towards when me. When I shut my like, eyes, I'm going orb. Like. Uh, no, see that's the end of it. Because when he comes to hit me, I'ma just disappear. Clearly, I have the <laughs> I uh, have the, the gift. Yeah, yes. and now I can do things. And when you run at me, I have I have Carrie's telekinesis. <laughs> you shall be knocked to your knees. Because if you're if that type of stuff exists, then the magics exist, and I'm clearly I clearly have it. This is the grit the Gritchton leprechaun. Also, the mobile leprechaun, like leprechaun, the Alabama leprechaun. This is supposedly a sighting of a leprechaun in a tree in a neighborhood of Mobile, Alabama. Following a 2006 news report filed at local NBC affiliate, the video was posted on YouTube on St. Patrick's Day in 2006 and became one of YouTube's first viral videos and was referenced in mainstream media. As of 2018, the video has over... 28 million views. That don't tell me nothing. What the hell is that supposed to do for me? It ain't give me no backstory, nothing. So it was just a leprechaun in a tree. Mm. I don't believe. Did they show you anything? I said I don't believe. No, they didn't show you a picture of it? Yeah, it was a little sketch on the side of what clearly was a man who drew a leprechaun. <laughs> wow. And not even a good one. In the folklore of Lee County, South Carolina, the lizard man of scrap or swamp is an entity said to inhabit the swampland of the region. First mentioned in the 1980s, the reported sightings and damage attributed to the creature yielded a significant amount of newspaper, radio, and television publicity. Professor of Religious Studies, Joseph P. Laycock, I'd have teased him all through school. Laycock? I'd have teased him all It's Laycock. Described the media frenzy <laughs> and subsequent cult appreciation for this and other similar claims. On July 14, 1988, the Lee County Sheriff's Office investigated a report of car damage overnight while parked at a home in the area of Browntown outside Bishopville, South Carolina, on the edges of the scrap of the scape or swamp. The car reportedly had tooth marks and scratches with hair and muddy footprints left behind. Sheriff Liston Truesdale noted that this was the first this was the start of various claims that eventually that eventually got out of hand and turned into a story about a lizard man in the swamp. Prompted by the news of vehicle damage, seventeen year old local Christopher Davis reported to the sheriff that his car was damaged by a creature he described as green wet like about seven feet tall and had three fingers, red eyes, skin like a lizard, snake like scales. That's a lot. Can you imagine seeing that? No. I believe these things exist. You know how old the world is? Yeah. You're telling me stuff wasn't here, like monsters and stuff just popped up. These ain't legends we just made up. Somebody seen some shit. And they went back and told some people, and then somebody I else. I told seen you it. that everything that you read, even the stories in scary stories to tell in the dark, 
those things were created from somewhere. Somebody somewhere seen it, and then somebody else seen it, and it was someone and someone. Yeah, everything ain't a lie. Just, just because you don't see something with your eyes don't mean that somebody who says they seen it doesn't mean they didn't see it. Exactly. Man, shut up. If he saw a lizard-like creature that was seven foot, seven feet tall, I believe it. I don't know that it's not a lizard that's seven feet tall. There's I believe a lot of things yeah, in the world. Yeah, I believe it. It's too good. I just don't ever want to run into none of it. Like, I don't want to run into Bigfoot. None of that. I want to see a Bigfoot from a distance. Like, I like, what if, like it would be just my luck. I don't have good luck. Like, it would be just my luck I get the aggressive Bigfoot. That chase you down. Yeah, and that motherfucker spin around and turn around and just glare at me with the all. I don't have it in me to run. So I'm going to fall face down and pray that you just and I'm a shoot. you you take mercy. And <laughs> okay. Tell the story because I'm gonna shoot him, and then we'll take his dead carcass and we'll just get rich. <laughs> no, I think he's on the endangered species list. So what you, I'm gonna say no. He was going to attack. That was either fight or flight. Exactly. And that, we can outrun him. So and I had a gun, day, and I needed to do what I needed to do. We had to do. To do, do. We had to do so. That's why we're at the top of the food chain <laughs> because of guns, and I'll blow you away. I can't take your hand in hand. You're an ape-like man with, I'm sure, more than ape-like strength. Exactly. What they so, thought we were supposed to do? Fight him off? Well, that was rude, and, and it <laughs> definitely just cut us off. But we just wanted to pop back on really quick to say that we'll be back. And I don't know what the next episode is going to be about. I don't know, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty much just drawn into these folklores. Because I've never, like, some of these stories is just unbelievable. All new to me. Things I yeah, never heard. I've never heard of, so. Boo I'm hags and hates um, weird stuff on, like that. Um, folklores, and if it's in, once again, any of our listeners who want to leave their own, if you have any folklores from your town or town monsters, or just ghost stories in general. I mean, as long as it's not utter bullshit like some of the stuff we read tonight that you just know <laughs> doesn't exist. Like it just sounds like a bunch of shit that somebody... I don't know. You can't say that. Like you just said, you contradict I believe yourself. in the big stuff like a goat man, a lizard man, moth man. I believe in that type of stuff. Like Native Americans seen these things. I truly believe in everything they say exists mm -hmm. because this was... this They was here. Right. How you gonna tell me what the fuck's on my land? <laughs> and I I know my land. If I'm not going in a certain place, why would you take your dumb ass there? Right. Like you, I tell you, don't go over there. It's a monster over there, and you gonna go to prove me wrong. It's a fucking monster oh, there, pal. Somebody, I wanna go. I wanna see Nessie. So I would like to do some folklore about Nessie. We have our own here in America. We got Bessie. We got Champ. I don't wanna. I wanna see the one in the. Um, Loch Ness. I think they all the same thing. I think no, they, they all are all um, look the same. Loch Ness came out of that water like a dinosaur. Yeah, but they're all. I one. think they're all the same um, creature because I think that was one of them prehistoric animals that is just so deep that we don't know it still exists. Now, what if they had shot that thing with a dart? I'd have took man. I'd have took pictures. That of is man. the. That would be a a, a great discovery if yes. you found. That it was real and it really was like a plesiosaur. Yeah, really had it. it was an old ass dinosaur that we thought was extinct. Like, I'm dead ass. like I would not give it to nobody. I'm sorry, I would kill it. I don't think it's magical. I would kill it on the I low. think I'm it's sorry, really a dinosaur and it escaped the ice age. In the midst 
of us transporting it back to here. How you? Where, what tank do you have for it? Uh, we don't because I don't want nobody to take it. Next thing you know, you know how the government is. They come in there, quarantine the whole thing, take our cameras, take our phones, and everything. I'm not with that. Yeah, you're not going to steal my stuff. No. That's why you got to upload it right to the internet while they doing it. And you steady saying that they taking my belongings That's right why now. That's you got uploaded right there before you even Facebook, w- so no, in the day of 2019, we got live. live. Yeah, I would yeah, go live. I'm going live. live. Like, wow. Y'all see them taking my belongings. They, they, they prohibited me. They grabbing me. They dragging me off to an unknown location. So <laughs> if you don't hear from me no more, it was the government that did me in. The men in black. Look at them. You'll be scared. Look at him. Yeah, because you know what's great happened. You're going to die. The fact that you put that shit on live, they told you not to. You're not they leaving. They not to because they didn't get there. You're not you leaving it. that area. And you didn't already ring your mouth. So Where are we going? I don't know. Wherever they take you, it ain't going to be good. It's not. It's not. They're going to kill us? I don't know. They can hold you indefinitely, even if they don't kill you. Hold us where? Wherever the fuck they're going to hold you. Where? I hope they hold me at Area 51. I'm uh, nosy. I'll be all over the building. Not me. And I, I don't want to leave. Eat, What's in here? They give me my internet, my phone. Yeah, okay, I ain't, I'm good. I'm good. Take care of me. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's a different episode. Yeah. We'll be back, guys. It's Halloween month. Make sure you leave your messages on my Facebook You keep messenger. singing that sad-ass song. You sound like a broken record. T-I-K-I-E-W-O-O-D-A-R-D. At Facebook.com. Thanks, guys.